0: Amen. I'm excited about today's uh, sermon. I'll tell you, the, uh, uh, the Lord's been, been good to us these last few weeks, and I'll tell you what I'm going to review just for a moment, but i tell you, I really want to make sure that you understand and that you know that it, as powerful as the Word is and the spiritual truths that are packed into these messages... It will only benefit you and help you grow if you implement them into your life. All right? You guys aren't listening at all. Am I? Huh? I am? School teachers. Any school teachers here? Raise your hand real quick. Right back there. You got any students that won't listen? Or no, 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 let me let me see that. They listen, but they don't implement Well, let me tell you what, I used to be the number one at that. I would would listen and and I would do that, but I wouldn't implement that in my life. But then I realized, man, what changes and and how glorious it can be if I'll just implement these little, small truths into my life. Little, small truths. You know, and that's the same way with whether it's, Walking in love, this is another thing the Lord's been showing me the last couple months. Whether it's walking in love, and that's hard to do in this world. We all know that, right? I mean you just drive through Burger King at Mount Vernon, man. You're talking about, ooh, buddy, you gotta <laughs> you gotta exercise some faith there, man. I'm gonna love them, Lord. I'm gonna love them. So whether it's whether it's walking in in love or forgiving people, or just any of the struggles that we have, this is what I realize. It's, it's not just one major decision that we make once in a lifetime. No. It's a hundred small decisions every day. A hundred small decisions. Whether it's to forgive, whether it's to love, whether it's to be kind, whether it's to obey God's Word, or what I'm going to preach on today. It's a hundred small decisions, but if you will commit and make a commitment to make the right, the correct, the biblical small decisions each day, you will be a surprise what God can do in your life, amen, not only in your heart, but it'll be manifested in things around you. Started a few weeks ago, and uh, the sermon title was Framing Your World. And we looked at Proverbs 18, 21. It says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And and I mentioned that God gave us free will. And we can choose. We can have death, or we can have life. We can have as much of God as we want. Or we can have as much of the world as we want. How many can say amen to that? Amen. And then the the next week, we talked about free framing without a square talking about framing our world without a square without anything to go by and how we can just be tossed to and fro and if we have no guidelines we will end up with a life that is that is weak and fragile and will have no happiness and no contentment and no joy and then I spoke about framing our life with truth and Talk about framing our lives and our family and our children and our businesses according to truth, which is the word of God. And how when we do that, we will end up with a structure that will protect us from the enemy. It will be a safe place for our family to gather. It'll be a safe place for our friends to come and gather. A place that that will protect us. All because we framed our we framed our life on the biblical and the spiritual truths that come from God's word. Somebody say amen. 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 So, we, but we have a choice. God gave man a free choice. You know, there's been times in my life i i wish my I wish God had not given my children a free choice. I wish God would have gave me that choice, right? How many of you wish you could make your choices for your children? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I don't don't know. You know, every time I think things like that, I just, it's like I have a flashback of what I was like when in my 20s. And I think, okay, Lord, okay, I understand, I understand. And most of you is the same way. You know that. If you got your Bible, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 is where we're going to start. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, we're going to read through verse 5. And what we're talking about this morning is mind games. And before we read this scripture, I just want you to know that after you get born again, the moment after you get born again and you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, at that moment you become a child of God. But let me also tell you, just because you become a child of God the devil does not quit on you. The moment you become a a born-again child of God by asking Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins, you become a child of God at that point, at that moment. Thank goodness for that, and heaven will be your home. But the devil says, I'm not finished with them yet. He says, I'm not gonna give up on them yet. Now, there's many believers here today receivers here today, then you are a born-again child of God. Has the devil gave up on any of you? No. No. There's no one here that the devil does not want to drag you down, want to pull you down uh, to your old life, or back to humiliate you or your family or whatever the case may be. So basically, just because you receive Christ and you're a born-again child of God, basically the only thing happens is. the devil says, let the mind games begin. Let's just, that's okay. You know, you're a child of God, but don't ever think the devil's going to quit on you. So what do we do? Th- th- this is it. Let's look at 2 Corinthians ten three. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, and of course we do. You know, we're, we're here upon this earth. We, we have bodies. You know, we're sitting in a building. We do not war according to the flesh. And let me just speak on that just for a second. So, so in other words, you know, when I have things go wrong in my life or you have things go wrong in your life, it's, it's, not, the, it's not people's faults, Okay? It's not, it's, not the, it's not the person sitting beside you the reason you have a bad week. Even if your spouse is sitting beside you, it's still not their fault. All right? All right, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to flesh. Go ahead, verse four. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but notice this, divinely powerful. For the destruction of fortresses, and that's, that's, a, that's another teaching. Go ahead, verse five. This is where I want to go to. It says we are destroying speculations, and of course, speculations is, uh, speculations there's really no truth or facts when you talk when you use the word speculation. It's just speculation. It might be true and it might come to pass, and it might not. There's no basis for it. In fact, you might say speculation is exactly the opposite of the Word of God, because the Word of God is true. There are facts to back up the word of God, but speculation is just all. Speculation. Says we are destroying speculation and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking thoughts, every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now let me slow down just for a minute. So verse 5, it says that we are destroying speculation. I've mentioned this before. But you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes we think, uh, well, basically, here's what's happening. The scriptures talk to us and they talk to believers in the way it can be if we'll implement it. All right? The scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. Well, I know hundreds of Christians that do not have the mind of Christ. But the scripture says that we do have and we can have because it's been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, okay? And the same way here it says we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised against the knowledge of God. So basically, we have that ability to do that. We have the ability to destroy speculation and every lofty thing that's raised against the knowledge of God or the Word of God, you would say. We have the ability to do that. But most of the time, we don't do that. We don't destroy those speculations. We don't destroy those thoughts that that roam and run around in our mind. We don't do that. But God wants us to do that because he knows that's where the battlefield is. All right? Okay, and then it says, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, let me just ask you, there's receivers and believers here this morning. How many of you took all of your thoughts captive this morning, to the obedience of Christ? Maybe a few. But see, but a lot of times we don't know that that's where the battlefield is. We don't know that, I've heard people say, well, it keeps coming to my mind, so I guess it must be of God. Absolutely not. Just because it keeps coming to your mind doesn't mean nothing. That's why, that's why we gotta have the word of God inside us because we take every thought and we line it up to the Word of God. And then there, we, ever, we receive that or we kick it out. One or the other. Mind games. Oh, the devil likes mind games. You know, we're not ignorant of his schemes either, though, are we? Mind games, thoughts that come, of, come at our mind and, and they just roam around freely if we, if we let them, no matter What the thought may be, just crazy stuff, and we just let it roam around, and you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like if you have a, a, a mouse, if you have mice in your house, right? Okay, you see a mice, you know, they're running around, Run around, you know, ah, they're, they're, you know, they're just one or two. They're, they're not doing much. You know, I'll just let them, let them run around. Ah, they're cute. And, you know, I'm on the humane society. Yeah. Don't want don't to kill no mice. You know, don't want hurt, to hurt nothing like that. So you just let them go. And that's fine until they get in your food and they chew on your wiring and, and, they, and they ruin all your clothes. And then all of a sudden you've got a mess. Now, now, basically, this is one of my points this morning. It wouldn't it have been a lot easier to set out a trap and, and get control of those two or three mice you had to begin with instead of waiting until four or five families moved in? Yeah. It would. Yeah. Well, see, here's how that applies to us. See what, see, what happens is we get these thoughts that come from the enemy Many, many times they they come from the enemy and we just let them run around because, well, you know, my words don't mean nothing. My thoughts don't mean nothing. It's not that big a deal. I can think on this. But here's the thing. If we don't take that thing captive and run it out, it won't be long and that thing will be manifesting itself just like those mice did. They get to stinking. They get to messing up your food. They get to messing up your marriage. They get to messing up your relationships. If we don't get a hold of them and take control of those thoughts and line them up with the knowledge of God, which is the Word of God. Yeah. Is there any snake lovers here today? <laughs> any snake lovers? Jay Wallace, is he here? He probably is, <laughs> if I was guessing. He's a country boy. So, so what do you do? If, if you've seen a snake in your house, what would you do? Oh, it's just one. It's just one, and the odds of it being poisonous? Oh, I I doubt it. There's very few poisonous snakes in Illinois. No, you are gonna. Well, first of all, you're gonna run out of the house screaming, right? Yeah, yeah. See, and it's the same way with our, with the thoughts in our in our mind. We can't just dismiss them as being as being harmless and and innocent, and they're not going to hurt nothing. You know, because they multiply. They, they, they work, and they work, and they work against us and pull us out of the will of God and out of the blessings that God wants us to have. Has, uh, has any of you ever had a thought in your mind and you just couldn't get rid of it? Oh, hey, I, how about, you can tell how old I am. How about the Barney theme? Huh? Anybody want to sing that this morning? No? Or what? That, what's that one that, man, when Kelsey was young, got Skittle Marinky Rinky Dink, Skittle Marinky Doo? Oh, oh, my goodness. Mm. You know, and they're kind of cute and, and they're fine until they've been in there a while, and after that, I'm like, well, get out of my mind. But see, that's not those thoughts. But that's an example of the things that get in our mind. And if we allow them, they'll just go around and around and around. Take every thought captive, the scripture says. You know, we had a funny thing uh, happen several years at Napa. Uh, Glenn, are you over there? Glenn, raise your hand just a minute, real real quick. (laughs) Glenn worked for us for several years. And and, uh, Saturday morning at Wayne City, Napa. And we was busy and there was people in and out all morning and, and I, it was just a, a crazy day and I was out there helping somebody and I was over by the front door and, and I just, you know, was waiting on them and helping them I just looked up and I thought, oh my goodness. And right above the door was a raccoon asleep. <laughs> yeah. And it had been there all morning long, all morning long. This is like 10 o'clock in the morning. And there had been, I don't know how many people in and out and in and out and people talking and joking and, you know, drinking sodas and carrying on. And, uh, and that coon was right there asleep. So I done what anybody would do. I said, Hey Glenn. (laughs) And Glenn got him some welding gloves and he got him a ladder, ladder up. It was above on the doorway. And he climbed up on that ladder and he made, his, he made his attempt. And he done a great job and he, and he moved that to a safer place. <laughs> now here, here's, what, here's what I want you to know. You see, I, we didn't even know that raccoon had been living in the parts store. You know, it wasn't uncommon in summertime. We'd had the back doors open. You know, we didn't care. This back door let the breeze in, you know. We didn't know anything about it. But we didn't know how long that raccoon had been in there. But here's what I did know, and this is the same way for our our thought life. This is what I did know. I knew we didn't want to leave that raccoon there. Because after a while, he would have got on our phone lines and started chewing on our phone lines. After a while, he'd found our computers and all of our computer wires, and he'd start destroying them too. After a while, that seemingly innocent little animal would have created havoc at Napa, same way in our lives, same way in our lives. Those things, those things that, they, whether that that come from the devil, those thoughts that come from the devil, they might seem so innocent to you, but if they don't line up with the word of God or if they go against the word of God, they are there to do you harm. I'm telling you, they're there to do you harm. I got some people gonna come and help me this morning. To illustrate this. What about termites as they come? Come ahead. What about termites? Oh, they're just cute little old bugs. They don't hurt nothing. They're just so little. How could they hurt anything? Well, you know what? If you leave termites unattended, you'll be looking for another house, right? Right. So, so, so here we are. We've got, we've got these mind games going on and we have uh, the devil. How many of you know you've got an enemy? I don't hear nothing back here. It's not worth it. You're never going to get through this problem. Nobody likes you. You're fat and ugly. What? <laughs> it's okay. You can skip church a few times. It is? not fair. You should just give up. You're stupid. <laughs> Cancer runs in my family. I can't change that. Yeah. Mm. Worthless. It's okay if I drink and cuss on the weekends. Stupid, cancer. Just give up. You're not going to get through it. Nobody likes you. Can't stop. It's not fair. I can't change it. Hmm. How many of you experienced that? Something that resembles that over the last year or two years? Ah, huh. who hasn't? Who hasn't? Or you're too skinny. Or you're too old. Or you're too young. Where's the other group at? So here it is. So I decide. So, so do, I, do I agree? I mean, do I just let these thoughts? Let's. It's not worth it. You're not going to make it through. Nobody likes you. It's okay if I can skip church. You should give up. Cancer runs in my family. Who's to say that this isn't right. Who's to say cancer don't run my family? Who's to say I'm not stupid? (laughs) Let me tell you, the Bible says. The Bible says that. I tell you what, there is not, if, if our young people, young people, if you can get a hold of this spiritual truth right here, you are not stupid. You're not too young. You're not too old. You are smart. God says you were wonderfully made. So I, I have a choice. This is where the free will comes in. I have a choice. Okay, do I want to? Do I do I agree with this stuff? Do I let it be like the termites? Just let them. Oh, it's just a few termites. They won't bother me none, and let them eat up my whole house. Do I do I do it? Just leave that raccoon in the Napa store and just let it eat all of our wires and destroy our business? No. Do I let the the the, the mouse family? Move in and eat all of our food and make it so such a stinky house that nobody wants to come and visit? No. But you know what? That's what a lot of us do. Not even knowing it. Inadvertently allow these, these thoughts to come and swirl around us. And, the, and there's what, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, what it tells us to do is to take those thoughts. Get out. Get if I had some handcuffs, because it says to take them captive, right? (laughs) If I had handcuffs, if I had handcuffs, I would have handcuffed them all together. So it tells us, okay, stay with me just another minute. So it tells us to take those thoughts captive. But you know how hard that is to do? Man, you know what I found out I have found out that it's almost impossible to quit thinking about something. Stop it. Just quit. Don't think about it no more. Have you ever thought about, have you ever tried to do that? Quit humming that Barney song. Quit it. Just erase your mind. Let me tell you, you cannot do that. You know what you can do? You replace it. You change that. You change the channel. You turn the knob. And that's what God tells us to do. It says to take all these thoughts and line them up with the word of God and then start thinking about the word of God and you come up with, I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Woo! I'm a child of God. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Whoa. Man, I can think on that. The power of the Holy Spirit is in me. Whoa! Even when I was a sinner, Jesus died for me. Jesus loves me. God will make a way of escape. He'll what? Make a way of escape. Yes! (laughs) Woo! Could you guys hear that? No? God will make a way of escape. Even when I was a sinner, Jesus died for me. Jesus loves me. That's right. The power of the Holy Spirit is in me. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm a child of God through faith. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Yes. Yes. So here's what God wants us to do. Line it up with the word of God. These thoughts, these crazy thoughts that was completely contrary to what God thinks and says about you. Take those. Cast them out. Bind them. Captivate them and get rid of them. And then... Think on these things. Think on what his word says that you are. And you know what? And and here's here's what happens. You see, according to the scripture, according to the word of God, all of these things you heard were a lie. But how many people build their life on a lie? How many people live their life and have miserable days because they live and they hear these lies, but they don't know what to do with them? Just imagine if just everyone sitting here, not the whole world, but just everyone sitting here could actually meditate and think upon these truths that are from God's Word. Just think about the changes that individuals would have in their lives and in their days, in their careers, in their families, in their children. Glory to God. Thank you, guys. You guys done good. All right. It's important. It's important. There is a battle going on. There are mind games going on. But God gave us a free will. You can leave here today. You can think God has given you the right to think on anything you want to. You can think on bad things. You can let that stuff run around in your mind. Or you can captivate them, capture them, and cast them out and meditate and think on the Word of God. I encourage you, now please, please, please implement these truths you've heard the last few weeks. If you will implement them in your life, I assure you, God will do great and mighty things inside of you. Will you do that with me? Let's go to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we do praise you and we thank you, Father. Father, I just pray that, oh, that your word penetrated lives this morning and your spiritual truths will take root in the hearts and minds of everyone here. Oh, Father. Father, I've, I've done all I know to do. And, Father, I just give the rest up to you. Father, I just pray, Father, you'll speak to people's hearts and speak to their mind. And they, they may yield their self unto you. Father, we just thank you for your love and your mercy, and we thank you for your word that guides us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Now, I I do want to ask you, you know, if you're here today, and you're a believer, but you've never received, God wants you to do that today. You see, that's when everything changes when you go from just believing things to actually receiving what Christ done on the cross. I went to church camp as a young man. I went to church camp one time and I'm not sure how old I was, but I became a believer when I was at church camp. God spoke to me and tapped on my heart and said to way, I would argue with anybody that there was a God, but I wasn't a receiver. I can only imagine how my life would have been different if I would have received Christ as my Savior as a young man instead of waiting until I was 27 years old. So I encourage you, don't wait. Don't wait. The Scripture says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Everything, if there's anything on this earth that's good, it comes from God. Amen. So if you've never been a receiver, I ask you to come now. Anyone else, if you have any uh, any prayer needs, please come. Please come, thank you. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.